Hey, this is Pam Perry. Welcome to the Get Out There, Get Known podcast. This is kind of like a special edition because typically I only have one guest, but today I have two powerhouse voiceover folks that are in the voiceover industry, Rodney Salisbury and Yolanda Spearman. So you're going to hear from them. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them, and then we're going to bring them up right after this. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, so to give you a little bit of backstory about that intro, that intro was my husband, Mark Perry. He is an aspiring voiceover artist, I guess you would say. And uh, so this show is for you, Mark. So Mark, you can listen up to about Rodney and from Yolanda. But let me give you a little bit about Rodney. He is the voice of choice for behind-the-scenes narration. He is from Detroit, so we know Rodney. Mark has known Rodney for many, many years with um, his cousin, Lowell. They grew up together. Uh, he went to U of M. He's a premier voiceover talent in the country. He is also a published author of three best-selling books, You Can Bank on Your Voice, Step Up to the Mic, which is one of my favorite ones, and his latest release, Rodney Salisbury's Tongue Twisters and Vocal Warm-Ups. And he also has a new edition of the other book as well. But Salisbury's distinctive announcer voice is literally everywhere. He has announced promos for the ABC hit Dancing with the Stars and the ABC critically acclaimed Charlie Brown Christmas Special. He has announced the 34th annual NAACP Image Awards, Essence Awards, specials on Fox TV, and voice promos for Grammy Awards and Country Music Awards for CBS. He is currently heard on announcing promos for CW Network in primetime. There's a lot about Rodney that you just want to know that you will also know he's from Detroit, but he lives in LA. He's one of the top trainer voices in the business. His voice has been promoted on many like Red Tails, Tupac Resurrection, How Stella Got a Groove Back, uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Friday After Next, Drumline. Uh, there's a, The Mess Man. I know you're hard on all of these, right? Dumber and Dumber. So Soul Food, Crooklyn, and also to Black Enterprise Magazine called Salisbury, the voice of choice behind the scenes narration. So he didn't just make that up about himself. So let me tell you about Yolanda, Black Girl Magic here. You have probably heard her voice on the Wayfair commercial. She's authentic, courageous, always smiling. Yolanda's uh, Spearman's vibe is 100% Black Girl Magical. Matter of fact, her voice is such a magical in terms of sound that Mildred Baddis, and those who are from Detroit, said to her one day, he says, hmm, you need to get in voiceover because your voice has a smile in it. Uh, one of the things that Yolanda is all about being real. She calls things that she see them and she makes you feel good while doing it. And she's also one of the things she puts that same energy into everything that she does. She's a voiceover here in, in Detroit uh, and has a natural grasp and a powerfully earthy sound that is un unapologetically black and unmistakably charming. And that's that really that that she's like that deep, thoughtful friend who listens to you and then draws you into the conversation. 
Yolanda also believes in lifelong learning and continues to train with respected experts in the voiceover industry to ensure her consistent performance every time. She has written a book called Relentless Execution and has accomplished corporate training and working it with renowned companies such as Harley Davidson and the Ford Motor Company. So with that, I'm going to bring up Yolanda and Rodney. There you go. Yay! <laughs> I love you guys. You guys just, just light me up. Like seriously, just light me up because what you all do with your voice, banking on your voice, like everybody has a voice, but you have learned how to turn it into money. <laughs> turn it into money. And Rodney is like, I mean, when I read, I didn't even read all of Rodney's bio. It's just like, what? So tell us a little bit about, so I know a little bit of Rodney's backstory. So tell us about what you want to be when you grew up, Rodney, and then tell us how you got into voiceover. Wow. Well, you talked about growing up in Detroit and of course, Detroit, the Motor City, and also the home of Motown. Mm -hmm. And my father was a member of a group called the Elgins. And so a lot of singing was going on around the house. And um, uh, they tell me that I was actually singing with the group, practicing with them at two years old. And um, so I kept loving music and I went on to high school and started getting into musicals. I happened to get all the lead parts my three years at Henry Ford High School. I played Tony in West Side Story, uh, Billy Bigelow in Carousel, and Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. So uh, I had a real head start to the business in high school, and I ended up coming out to California with a show called Your Arms Too Short to Box with God. I remember that. Was that yeah. while you were in high school or was that when you were in college? That was college, yes. Um, and we toured uh, all around the country. And our last stop was Los Angeles. And I always wanted to come to Los Angeles. So I stayed and I started acting. And my first acting role was on a show called Taxi. Okay. Uh, I, I played Carl the Boxer. Oh, yeah, and that was a heck of a story because I was actually on the Paramount lot auditioning for Happy Days. And when the audition was over, being the Detroiter that I am, you know, we don't leave the lot. You know, we're going to walk hang around and hang out. bust in on some other things. Yeah, hang out. So I walked in on a table read of Taxi, and I was holding my attache case full of pictures and resumes. And uh, Tony Danza just got up from the table and came up and pushed me. And uh, I put my bag down and he put his dukes up, you know, so we used to call it your dukes. And then we proceeded to slap box, just playing slap boxing. And he stopped and he said, uh, James, James Burroughs was the director. That's the guy. And James said, come on, Tony, get back here. You know, let's let's finish the table read. He says, no, no, no. I'm telling you, that's the guy. And the next thing I knew, I was upstairs signing a contract to play. Carl the boxer on taxi. And I told them that I had uh, participated and actually won golden gloves that I boxed at uh, uh, what's the place? I can't remember it now, but uh, Cronk, Cronk. there you go. Cronk. I said it then I said it so clearly. <laughs> and uh, I happen to know uh, Thomas Hearns, you know, uh, and, and so that name popped up. And of course, I knew him later on in life, but but um, Kronk uh, popped up, and um, 
And the funny story is, if you're a boxer, you know how to do it all, right? So the scene starts out on the uh, speed bag. And you can fake a lot of things in boxing, but you can't fake that speed bag. So in rehearsals, Tony was sort of catching on and he said, hey, look, don't worry, I'm going to get you off the speed bag. So it's on and reruns all the time. And the scene opens up with me hitting the heavy bag, which anybody can hit that heavy bag, you know. But uh, so that's how I got started uh, in terms of acting oh, around here. So you were a U of M grad. Right. And uh, so coming out of Henry Ford High School back in the Motown, it was kind of like the Motown era, I guess you could that's say. That's right. 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 And I just remember a story. So this was the thing where Rodney was like, you know what? And, and you know, Aunt Max would say this, that that she was one of the ones that kind of say, hey, I think maybe you need to go to college, too. So, right. so right. you were like, I think we'll just go straight to Hollywood. It's like, no, hold it. Let's let's kind of right. like get some uh, schooling mm-hmm. under it. So, yeah, so Lodi Low went to Yale and then you went to U of M. That right. was OK. Go, yes. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. So yes. things is that you did that and then you went to California. Mm-hmm. And you and and one of the things you wanted to sing. So are you singing today? And then we'll kind of get into your line of what Yon is doing now. And because everybody has different roles where they're right. going to bank on their voice. So exactly. So what are you? Do you do some records? Have you done some records? Have you done some? Oh, definitely. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, there's a whole lot of history there, but um, I did make an album. Stanley Clark produced my first album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on Soul Train, you know, had a great time with Don Cornelius. Yep. yep. Um, and one of the great joys of being on that show is the audience singing the lyrics of my song, you know, when they know it. Yeah. And, you, you know, you feel real good about that. Um, and I went on to do like the Lion King soundtrack, like I sang on Hakuna Matata oh and uh, Circle of Life. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, today, and I, I've got a Christmas album out there, too. Be sure to get my Christmas album. Every Christmas, that does really well. Okay. Um, but there's today, a, I'm... There's a voiceover person as well, Sharon Morton. She says, love his voice. So we got all these voice folks. Oh, up. super. I super. bank on your voice. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate She's it. Serious XM, so yeah. Oh, great, great. Um, and right now, I, I, you know, today is all about that NDA. I'm always signing an NDA. Mm-hmm. So I can't talk about things, but I will say that there's a... A cartoon that's going to be coming out where I'm actually singing and acting, and it's what? going to be a really big deal. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Uh, so really big deal. Can really make an entire career. How long have you been doing this? I'm going to put your age out there, but how long have you been doing this? Oh no, no, no. You know, I've I've been doing it for 40 years. Yeah, years. yeah, definitely. So people yeah. can make a career out of this. Oh, no doubt about it. Yes. Yeah. So Yolanda, how long have you been doing voiceovers? Are you just kind of starting out? I mean, it's not. A, it's very unusual. And what Rodney said about just walking in and, and giving a, giving a role of taxi was kind of unusual, but it's also unusual that someone starting out in voiceover and gets in a national commercial. So tell us that backstory about this here. So I did it as which most voiceover people start off kind of hobbyists. So I'm sure Rodney will tell you that most people who want to get into voiceover start off just kind of like Ted dabbling in it a little bit. And I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I dabble, dabble, dabble. And then I was like, just like you said, you can really make money at this. Like, can you really? But when you really get some good coaching and you really hook up with good people who can really help you tap into your voice and find your character and your place, 
then you can actually really tap into what people are looking for. And when you put yourself out there, I've been doing it, really doing it now for about four years, four solid, really good years where I have actually earned really good money and actually have clients that call me regularly where I actually do residual work, which people don't know. And then they re-up for usage and they'll say, hey, Yolanda, hey, we want to use it for another year. Hey, we want to use it for another year. Hey, it's another year. It's another year. And then you're going, oh my goodness, I didn't do anything. But it's a check coming, you know, it's like, <laughs> so it is, you know, so what he's telling you is really true. I mean, I, I know we have to sign non-disclosure agreements, which are NDAs. I hate signing NDAs because I always want to talk about everything. I'm like, I did this. Oh my God. Excuses. And you want to just be like, because some of the stuff you do is like, you'll be like, I did that, but you can't really say you did that, but you, you get the joy of getting the money. But in this particular the art is the fun part. It's the art because you get a chance to express yourself. And then sometimes you do funny stuff. And I actually did a board game. So I did a board game where I'm a voice on a board game and I am actually in the game, but I can't tell. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I can't say nothing. You know, so I hate that. Right. So it's just, it's, it's a joy. It is exciting because it's an expression of you. And for me, it's having an impactful voice that you can actually be, it's like a, it's a blank canvas and you get a chance to create the art and they're looking for what you create. So anyway, that's me. I got Letitia Nicole Beattie down here. Hey, Letitia, awesome. how you doing, sister? <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yes. <laughs> now, one of the things too, that you wrote this book, uh, Relentless, I'm trying to hide Letitia. She won't go away. Okay, there she is. Uh, you wrote this book, uh, Relentless Execution. And then Rodney, talk about your book. So a voiceover, you're banking on your voice. Why did each one of you, why did you all write a book? I mean, you're using your voice. You're making money with your voice. What was the purpose of the book? I love books myself. So what was what was the, um, the Rodney, go, go with you first. What were, Why did you write your first book? Well, I started out telling you how I got into show business and uh, how I got into it in California. But along the way, People would always say, you have a great voice. You should get into voiceovers. And I didn't know what voiceovers were. Uh, I found out. I made a demo. I got with the best agent in town. And it changed my life. You know, um, I probably would have done much more in the acting world if voiceover hadn't come along. But I became a really big deal in voiceover. And so I was so happy with all the different uh, trailers that I was doing and the cartoons and uh, Twix, you know, need a moment, chew it over with with Twix, you yeah, know, and uh, uh, Zatarans, of course, jazz it up with Zatarans. Um, audio book too. Yeah, audio books, all types of stuff. So I wanted to let other people know about this great business. So I wrote my first book, You Can Bank on Your Voice, and it turned out to be a big hit, and it got me into teaching. I love it. and traveling and speaking. And people would say to me that you have a really uh, great book here. And I learned a lot about voiceover. But the other thing I learned was how to have a positive attitude. And so I got into that positive thing. So I wrote my second book, which you're holding up there, mm -hmm. Pam, and uh, Step Up to the Mic, A Positive Approach to Succeeding in Voiceovers. And it talks about being in the studio and uh, you know, Yolanda can speak to the politics, uh, can speak to being nice to the director, being nice to the producers, 
giving another take when they want another take. And one thing that I learned, I used to always say, hey, you know, that was all great. Let me give you one more for the road. And I'd give them one more for the road and they'd hear that. And all of a sudden we'd have a brand new session because that was so different from uh, all the other stuff. So I found out that that was not a good thing to do. <laughs> uh, when they say it's over, the session is over. And you can learn about those kinds of things in uh, Step Up to the Mic. When that was over. That's Mr. Guy over there, Mr. Popular. No, yeah, tell me, tell yeah. me on a TV show. I, I, I know, I should have. Uh, but, but one of the things that, that what Rodney is, is what he's saying is that when you're easy to work with and you're not a diva, people will call you back over and over again. You may have a good voice, mm -hmm. but if you're a diva and if you're difficult to work with, people will because they say, oh, you know what? He's good, but I'm not going to deal with him because that's one of the main things too, that you just want to make sure that the, the step up to the mic, this book here, it really talks about, um, he gives advice in here about a positive approach to succeeding in voiceovers. All of these are available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I'd like to do, uh, Alex said, here he is. He says, I'd like to do voiceover for my next, my possible next career. Exactly, Alex. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's get to this. So Yolanda, I want you to talk about your book. Okay, Relentless Execution. So I'm going to talk about my book, Relentless Execution. I'm going to hold it up. I don't know if y'all can see it clearly. Let me see. Can y'all see it? No, you probably can't because the lighting isn't too... I have too much light in my office. But this is my book, Relentless Execution. And I wrote my book out of just pursuing my dreams. So my book is written out of my joy journey because my joy journey was all about finding a place where I could be happy and I could be 100% authentically me. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is being a lady who worked in corporate America for such a long time. And I am phenomenally successful, but I often felt muted. And when you feel muted, you don't feel like you can just blossom and be all that you want to be. Some people feel like you have to do this or this, but how come you can't do both? I always say you can have your cake and eat it too. And that's really what my book is about, but it's about being relentless, being resilient, being focused, understanding what you want and being intentional. And having a little bit of grit because it doesn't just happen overnight. And that's what Rodney was telling us all about. Because you got to step up. You got to be willing to put down your attache case. And the man who asked you to hold up your fist, you can't be like, I didn't come here for that. I came here for this. But he, he did and he did it. I mean, you got to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and do new things. I had somebody the other day and I made so sometimes when you're doing things and you're reading, you may make, uh, uh, you may have habits that you don't realize you have. So I was reading something out and I often do noises. So I'll do things like this, girl, and I'll make my voice go up high. Well, I was reading something and I said, oh, and the lady was like, you did this in your audition and your voice went up really high. And you were like, oh, and I was like, oh, I did. I didn't even realize I did that. She was like, we loved it. We want to play it on CNN. Can you do it again? I was just like, oh, shoot, let me find that audition because I don't even remember what I did. You know, I had to go back, find it again. But sometimes you'll do things and you'll find. But that's to me, my point in saying all that. I wrote the book because I want people to experience the freedom of their voice, of their life, of their story. Mm -hmm. And they are able to do that if they are relentless about what it is they want. But mm -hmm. you can't just be relentless. You got to execute. And that's it. Yes, I like that. And so yes. one of the things that I understand that Alex Kimbrough, there's Adele Robinson, 
there is some other people. So if they wanted to do that in their next career or either while they're simultaneously in their career, how do they get started? What was the first thing that Yolanda did? What was the first thing that Rodney did to get started? Mm -hmm. Ooh, Rodney got to start that. He's the teacher. Go ahead, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> was it the demo tape? Was it yeah, yeah, yeah. Def definitely was the demo. And you need to go to a producer that does demos mm -hmm. and have uh, him or her uh, play examples of things that they've done in the past. So if you can, you can see if you hear someone that may sound like you and you might decide to go with that producer because they've produced voices like yours. Um, have conversations have with these people. I'm sorry. Have an agent or no? Uh, yes, you, you, that's down the line. You know, okay. uh, I think you need to take some classes and um, you need to understand what it is. A lot of people think they want to do voiceovers and then when they get into it, they didn't really want it or all the stuff that it, it involves. Uh, you have to do your due diligence. But I would say that the first thing to do is to study, read some books, not just my books, but other books too. Take some classes, uh, take an acting class, take a singing class. I believe that voiceover is analogous to music. When I'm doing a spot, I'm actually singing. Um, there's rhythm, there's notes to it. Uh, Yolanda talked about that high note that she hit. All of those things happen in voiceover. So the first thing I would do is grab some books, take a look, try to get into a class, a voiceover class. And, um, and at that point, when you're ready, you'll make a demo. And after you make the demo, you'll get yourself an agent and you don't have to have just one agent these days. There are a whole lot of virtual agents all over the world, not just around the country. You can be with all of them at the same time and uh, you can be working uh, every day, you know, certainly auditioning every day and working to be successful every day. But you should start with reading some books and taking some lessons. One of the things about your book that you talked about really, you know, kind of made me think about this. It's like, you can bank on your voice, right? Mm -hmm. But that audition part about having that tough skin. Right. And I was like, so you really got to have the heart for it because I, I don't know if I could take the, the rejection because you don't get every audition you go on, right? Right, right. I, so so one of the things you kind of give us a psychology about how to, how to feel about it. And I'm thinking like, ooh, y'all know you were called to do that because I would be mad. Right, <laughs> like, right. Right. It's like, I done drove over here or whatever. And you know, it's like, so one of the things is just being thick skinned about auditions because you do a lot. You said you can audition every day. Mm -hmm. And then you may do maybe not you or Yolanda, but say someone just starting out may do 20 mm -hmm. auditions and not get it. That's right. You have to have relentless execution, right? So, no Yolanda, doubt about it. so Yolanda, how did you get started? What was, what was the, what was your first step of really doing it? I took a class, just like he said. So I took a class and I would recommend that everyone take a local class, especially if it's acting or at an acting studio or a place where you are able to act because they will always have kind of that intro because you want to, what you want to do is start reading aloud because that is really the skill. The skill set is all about being able to read aloud with expression and emotion and bring that conversational energy into your read. So you don't want to sound like you're reading and people don't understand what that means until you do it. So you want to take a class. You definitely want to get into acting and you want to practice read. I can't say that enough because, you know, people don't understand it. I remember I had my daughter and my son actually have done voiceovers. And when they came down and they were reading out loud, 
my daughter had a really small part. She only had like two lines. She was just like, oh, this is horrible. She's eight and she did it. Well, she's 10 now. But when she did it, she was eight. And she did phenomenally well. She was on camera. She did a directed session. She had the people, they were looking at her. So just imagine you're reading. Someone is looking at you just like we are right now. You are reading a script. They're asking you for energy, emotion. They're asking you to change those emotions on certain words. So it may be they want you to say this like that. They want you to say, I, I always tell people this one thing that happened to me in a script. They said, can you give me pizza seven different ways? The word pizza. They said, can you just give that to me seven different ways? You know, I just need to hear it seven different ways. So people don't understand how much acting goes into it. And I started off with a class. Then I got a demo. Once I got my demo, it got out there. I did pay to play. So P2P, I did pay to plays to actually start. I didn't start with an agent. I did get an agent. I do have several agents, just like he said. I have them in different areas around the country. And I also have a voiceover manager who manages my career for me, which makes my life so much easier. But all of that comes down the road and they really will help you. And then you'll start to get clients that will call you back again and again and again. But all everything that he said to you, you want to start with first, get your class class, get your demo. And then once you have your class and your demo, please practice reading. I read every single day. Even if I'm busy, I read aloud on, on mic every single day, every day without fail. Without fail. Yeah, and to pick up on that, I, I talked about this in my first book, You Can Bank on Your Voice, how important it is to read. Read the sides of buses, read advertisements, uh, on signs. Um, one technique I used to do when I was starting out is I would repeat after the radio. So I'd turn on uh, the news. Uh, I'd go to the financial news. And right when the person is speaking, I would repeat exactly what they were saying. And it got to the point where you thought I said it first. You know, that's, that's how good I got at that. But it was a chance for me to constantly say different words, different words, in different topics, you know, so that now I'm able to do financial voiceovers because I kept practicing with financial radio, right? So you always want to hear yourself and recopy the backs of cereal boxes I talk about, have great copy. Any type of uh, product that you buy has something great on it to advertise that product and you should read it aloud. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this because both of you have written books. Do you ever write copy or change copy for any of the voiceovers that you do? <laughs> yeah, I hear giggles. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh because yup, I did this week. I actually am working on something right. When I finish with you, I have to finish a project that I'm working on for um, a company. But yes, because sometimes, and I'm sure Rodney can speak to this, sometimes it's not Sometimes they make grammatical, they make mistakes. <laughs> it's not right. And you're reading and you're like, this is not right. What is wrong with this? And you have to fix it. And I usually give it to them wrong and right. So they get to pick because sometimes what we think is wrong might be right to them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have fixed and I've I've added in a little extra one that had a little mm -hmm. alteration because I thought it would have sounded better if it was written this way. Mm -hmm. So and I did have so Scotiabank just recently used one that I rewrote for them a little bit. I was like, mm -hmm. can you try this one out? And they mm -hmm. said, we like that. So, you know, it's up to your client. That's right. 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 Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Ron says I write copy and I change it, too. So 
Mm-hmm. Writing is a skill that you can have as well. I want everyone to see you can bank on your voice and they can go to rottenessalisbury.com and get this book. I'm not in voiceover, but I did like this book. I liked it just because it talks about confidence and things like that. But I also love to learn anyway, but you can bank on your voice. If you are a speaker, one of the things that you want to be able to do is to learn how to expand your career into other areas like Dale Robinson or Alex Kimbrough. Alex is actually a news director at Fox 2 News. And he says he practices reading and he's thinking like his next career, maybe to do voiceover. So I would think that would be a good first book to get. And then the other one, Step Up to the Mic, which I think Step Up to the Mic writing is more like mindset more so than the technical part of Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like this one too. Like this was Yes, a lot of uh, affirmations and just positive thinking. You know, you have to have the right mindset, be in the right frame of mind to be successful. And those folk who are positive most of the time, you know, a lot of times the way we think and how aggressive we are can outshine talent. It's actually more important Uh, if you practice every day, um, if you work hard and you are a true hustler, you are a go getter, you will be successful. I've, I've never met a person in any profession who wasn't successful after working hard. Hard work breeds success. There's no doubt about it. Yes. That's like, I was shocked when the for the Olympics, the uh, black girl who won in the ice skating, speed skating, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm, speed She's skating. only been skating five years. Mm-hmm. Five years and she wins the gold. And you, typically you would think they were starting when they're five and then they're 30 now or what, but no, she was only five years, but... If we were to go back into her story, I'm sure she would tell you about the hard work that she did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So does speaking, so Yolanda and Rodney, both of you all do voiceovers. So does voiceovers for you, was that first, and then you're speaking, motivational speaking, inspirational speaking, or did you always want to do inspirational speaking? People said you had a good voice, and then you should do voiceovers. What, Which comes first, the chicken or the egg, I guess you would say, or does it simultaneously? Do people ask you to speak? And not do voiceovers, but just to be a platform speaker, a keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. Yolanda? People, well, because of my professional background and my professional career, I get asked to speak at things because of my background. So I get asked to speak at things because of that. But I prefer to do, so I like, so really I enjoy voiceover. So some, I will tell anybody, if you're going to pursue something like this, you get told no more than you get told yes. And I had a young lady the other day send me a no, and she was just like, she apologized. She was like, we absolutely loved your read, but the client said no, but we just want you to know. And she gave me this long apology. And I told her, this is art. And I had a fun time making this painting. So regardless of if she liked it or not, it's okay, because I'm going to make another one in just about five minutes. So the point is, you have to really enjoy it. If you don't, and you're getting into it just for the money, then I'm going to tell you don't, because... It's not going to give you what you want, but I I get speaking engagements because people see what I do in work and then I go, I pursue voiceover. So is mm-hmm. that a, the clear answer? I that hope. is, that yeah. is, yeah. Ryan, and, you? Yeah, I, I don't speak, uh, I don't have a lot of speaking engagements, but speaking engagements, unless you are a person like, uh, who is it, Brown? Les Brown. Les Brown. Les Brown. Unless you are known as a motivational speaker, uh, when he started when out on radio, though. Oh, did he? he started out oh, as a that's that's cool. But but what I'm saying is, 
people wanted me to speak and people wanted me to do do things because I became a celebrity. I became famous for voiceover. You see what I'm saying? So you have something that uh, makes you uh, important and makes people want to hear what you have to say. You become a expert on the subject of in the field and they want you to speak for that reason. But you got to remember, I do a, a whole lot of things. You know, I mean, I've got, um, well, I've got guest stars coming up. Uh, again, can't talk about them, but on shows like uh, Snowfall, uh, uh, I just did All American. All American, I've, I've watched a few times, and now they have a new thing coming out called All American Homecoming. And I'm, I'm in that, you know, and these are great uh, guest star roles. Um, so I just do so many different things that I don't have the time for a lot of things too. Yeah, you know? don't focus on like the speaking part. This right, part, right. The actual speaking part. So one of the things when I'm looking at some of the comments of someone who does radio or television uh, as their career, if they're moving into other areas of voiceover, there are voiceover conferences or how do they market themselves? Are you guys on TikTok? Do you, do you partake in mm-hmm. all that kind of social media stuff? I, do you podcast? I mean, so there's so much, right? And when you started, you know, a few decades ago, this was not an option. So people really have one or two ways to do it. But now a person can get discovered on TikTok, Clubhouse. They can do a podcast. Where do you, where, what would you do if you were just starting today? What are some of the things that you would do? Yolanda. Are you saying to, so to, okay, for marketing. So for marketing specifically, I would... I have had a lot of luck on Instagram. I have people who reach out to me via Instagram and they'll say, hey, I saw things that you posted on Instagram in my Instagram stories. Or they'll just see that I posted something on Instagram. I've done a lot of podcasts from Instagram. I have had uh, people reach out to me on LinkedIn, but not as many. Now, there is a whole process that people do for reaching out to people on um on LinkedIn specifically. However, I will suggest conferences. I go to conferences periodically. I don't go to as many as I used to go to, but they have like the One Voice Conference. They have VO Atlanta. This is their last one this year, but I'll be going there to volunteer to help out with that one. They have uh, Mavo that happens in the fall. They have about four conferences. They have, um, I can't remember the VO. African-American guys in voiceover. I mean, Rodney, have you spoken in any of these conferences? Yes, as, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, early VO Atlanta, I, I was a part of that. I was a presenter uh, two years. Uh, how many? How many black people were presenters? Um, not many. No, I heard that whisper <laughs> and, and it's loud. No, no, not 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 many. And like I said, I was get up in here. And like I, I like I said, I was one of the first. You know. Oh my um, God! Are some, you- year, some years ago. Um, we got to get up in here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, there were some other conferences that I, I can't recall the names of them, but I used to do those kinds of things all the time, too, and I think they're good. I met some great people, and some great people uh, met me, and um, I got students from going to those conferences, and some of them are really successful these days. Uh, so I, I agree with Yolanda. I think it's important. Uh, Yolanda mentioned uh, pay-to-play, too. That's another thing that some people like to do and some don't, but uh, for those who want to do it, it's definitely an opportunity. And I've known people to be very successful in that area. Uh, if you do happen to be a union person like myself and you get in, 
And as the years go, you know, like I said, 40 years for me and being successful in the business, I built a great, uh, a, a lot of money, you know, my pensions, right? And uh, I got a pension in SAG, SAG and AFTRA. Um, and uh, so, and, and she talked about residuals. I mean, residual checks, I, I get them all the time and uh, royalties from music. You should always try to make your life a life that even when you're not doing anything, you're making money. Hmm. And even though I'm telling you about residuals and royalties, those types of things already existed. So if you happen to get into them, you're lucky enough to be getting those, those things. But you can make yourself a person that gets a royalty by having things that pay monthly. For instance, establish something where somebody will have to have a subscription to be involved with you, for instance. You see what I'm That's saying? That's like my Ready, Set, Go, Speak program. There you go. You mm -hmm. know, or, or, or my consultants club, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so people pay a monthly fee to speak with me on a monthly basis. So always try to think about how you can generate um, multiple streams of income and that they happen uh, passively. Yes. You know, yes. you're not even doing anything and these things are happening. So let me tell you something. So really quick, I make money from my reels on Instagram. Talk oh, about see. passive. I see. love doing I love doing reels. They're so silly or whatever. But I went to a conference and, and someone showed me that you can get paid for the reels. And now I've made like two hundred dollars. And it was just like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, <laughs> so what was I doing before? Dang, gone it. I missed out. But I'm in it now. So I'm reeling every day. <laughs> and, 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 and it's all it's all cumulative. I mean, it, you know, it, 200 sounds small. But when you mix that with other things that you're getting, it all builds up. And, and speaking of other platforms, I'm on TikTok. Yes. But I'm not even on TikTok in a voiceover way. No, you know, I like to I like to sing, right? Yeah. Um, I see you. Me and Tucker see you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That's right. I love it. I love yeah. it. I have a question here from Alex. Alex says, what should an inspiring voiceover artist put on their first demo? All right, Alex, we're going to have you get this book, but, but I'm going to have them give you a, a minute answer for each one. Okay, real quick. Um, you want to put about five to six snippets that are quick and they go right into the next one. Um, you want to have your best stuff up front, but you want all six things to be great. It's a program. Someone's listening to a program and you only get one chance to impress. So make sure it's popping. And when you do a demo, the first demo you do should be your commercial demo because the commercial demo is a demo that they can listen to and maybe say, hey, I bet he could do narration or I bet she could do trailers. And the most work you will probably get will be in the commercial area because the other genres are sort of specific and commercials are something that most voiceover people do more of. Mm -hmm. All right. So do a commercial demo first. It should be short. When I started out, they were as long as two minutes, maybe more. They're shorter now. They're about a minute and sometimes less. All right, for the commercial demo. All right, and Yolanda, what do you what do you uh, 
I echo his thoughts. It should be under a minute. It should be under a minute long. It should be short enough to where you can post it on any of the social media sites. And it should be under a minute. It should be commercials. It should be a variety of commercials. You want to have a commercial that is up and peppy. You want to have one that is sultry or sassy. You want to have one that is professional. You want to have one that is narration. You want to have one where you're kind of telling a story and one where you get to some dialogue and some character. So you want to have one that depicts each one of those. Pick your favorite commercials. Find things that you really love, that you can really connect with. Do those better than you've seen them done before. And do, please, please, please practice your read so they don't sound like you're reading. So remember, no matter what, when you do that commercial, you become the person in that commercial. You're not acting. You're like, hey, you got to become that person. So that's it. I call it the real person read, and it's the yeah. hardest thing to get to. I'm sure Yolanda can relate to this. It's easy to do the announcer. You know, our parents are always getting after us about speaking well. We were doing that in school. We all can do that, and don't lose that voice because it's important. But how many people can sound natural, can sound like they sound every day talking to their husbands and wives and so forth, to their kids? It's hard to bring that to voiceover. And that's what I'm trying to teach you. I teach things like the ramp up, talking before you do the actual spot. You may not send the ramp up on your audition. They don't know how you got there, but you're saying a whole bunch of stuff before you get to the actual copy because it's helping you to be a real person. I love that. And that's why the acting is important. Is there a difference between voice over and voice acting? Because you're saying you're doing a cartoon. So is it... It's a different, it's, well, you said the commercial is what people will do most. So the voice acting is different if you want to do cartoons and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, a acting, uh, a voice uh, in cartoons, you play characters. And with the Zatarans guy, I got to be a character. And that happens sometimes in commercial. I've got something, something coming up uh, pretty soon for Nature's Own, where I'm going to have a voice that you're going to hear. It's going to be nice and exciting. But, um, Voiceover is voice acting. That's what it is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so all of it for the commercial, for the animation, it's all about acting. Okay. Yes. That is that's the difference between so getting back to Mark, who's probably listening, the difference is that he has a good voice, but because it's more announcer sound, there's only one dimensional of that. So he has to really do more acting in that. And that is that's that's hard for him. <laughs> To let the audience know, and I, I want to be real quick, um, to let the audience know, you know, Mark said hello to me because Mark and I grew up together. And everything that we said in that conversation and the Mark that said hello, mm -hmm. that's the Mark that you have to bring the voiceover. We know he has the announcer. Yes, I, yes, I, I love the way, I, I, and check it out. At the top of your show, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. <laughs> right, Yolanda? It's great. Mm -hmm, it's perfect. Now we have to act. We have to take the polish off and act. Oh, my God. And, you know, I want to add to that because what they will actually ask you for in your reads is they will ask you to come in and for it to be unpolished non-salesy for it to be real for it to be girl next door best friend they will say those actual words and they will say they will say no announcer voice no dj voice no news person voice they will actually say do not give it to us so you'll be in there going, oh my goodness, what in the world? I did one care. I do a lot of characters where I play an old lady. 
So I'm playing old yes, lady. I've seen that on TikTok. Yeah, I play a grandma quite often. So when they, <laughs> but when they ask you to do it, often they'll say things like they just want you to. Should I ask? Why I ask? Oh, that's a really good question. I can't wait to hear what you say, Rodney. I'm going to answer his question quick. And my answer to should you audition for everything? Heck, you know, you'll be auditioning forever. There are thousands and thousands and thousands. And thousands. I mean, really, people don't understand how many auditions there are out there. But I do a lot of um, all pay to plays. And I do, like, I just, while I was talking to you all, I got several from my agents. They were all sending things in. I, I do pay to plays. I got hundreds in there from pay to plays. Okay, oh, so I'm sorry. Pay to play voices one, two, three, and voices.com are pay to are, are two of the largest pay to plays. There are many, but those are the two people hate voices.com. So just so you know, they have a bad reputation in the voiceover community. I prefer voice123.com. I use those two. I do I do use them both. They both have their place. Uh, and you get hundreds, literally hundreds, but you have to screen. And I want Rodney to talk to everybody about the word perpetuity, because that's a cuss word in our world, and especially if you don't do it right. And Rodney, I, he is a professional and he has been doing this way longer than me. But it is something to really be cautious about. But you have to be cautious, but optimistic, but cautious. So mm -hmm. Rodney, would you please share with them about that, because they're going to see it a lot, especially right. if they start auditioning. Right. Well, when you see that word, you might want to stay away from it uh, because it, it means forever they're going to be using your spot for whatever amount of money you decided on. Now, you can ask for a whole bunch of money, right, and, and feel good about it. You can say to yourself, well, somebody's going to do this if I don't do it, so I better go and do it, right? But I would stay away from that word. You know, if, if you see that, on an audition, it's not something that you want to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I have one last question here, you guys, that um, screening is a lot of work. Ms. Sharon said that screening is a lot of work, so you don't want to audition for everything. So there was a question that says, what about recording a professional demo? Any recommendations? So the recommendation I'm going to give you, Daryl, is to make sure that you pick up the book that um, Rodney has on the website there, um, you can make on the voice because it really does walk you through a whole lot of the technical part of that. So that mm -hmm. part, you know, I want you to make sure that you do that. I'll put it up there again so that you can see really cool, rodneysalisbury.com. Okay, so you can actually see that as well. And also on Amazon. People like to go to Amazon. So all my books are on Amazon too. You do one click on Amazon. That would be really good. You do the one click on, on That's right. Uh, one of the things uh, Alex said, Okay, so when posting on social media, should one not be on camera with seeing my face pigeonhole me before I get started? They gonna know you black if you get anyway. But anyway, what uh, that is? Should you not show your face when you're when you are um, before you get started? I guess you would say one of the things you don't want to be pigeonholed. Question you, you have any ideas, Yolanda? I always show my face because my but my brand is Black Girl Magic. So that's mm -hmm. my brand. My brand is Black Girl Magic. I love it because people are looking for authenticity. So I and and but Rodney, you may have a different experience. I prefer them to know who I am, what I'm about, and how I am. So I like them to see me. Yeah, it's it's definitely personal preference, but I'm with you. I like them to see me. My yeah. brand is me. And um if a lot of times in the profile, you do have to have your picture anyway, so they're they're going to see you. 
Um, but I think you need to be really careful in terms of social media. Be careful what you post because it always comes back. Have you noticed when stars post something crazy and uh, and then you hear, but they removed the post, it's never gone. It's never <laughs> you see what I'm right. saying? It's so never. you don't want to do it once. So you really want to think about anything that you post. You want to be careful because it will come back. Mm -hmm. So pay to play means uh, voiceover one, two, three. Those are... Um, it's it's where you don't have an agent where you're actually paying to be on those particular sites. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. So it's like you're on a roster. So it's like there you're on a roster. They actually have your demo. You have a profile and buyers, voice buyers, agent people who are looking for um, to do to do an ad can actually find you there and you can actually get discovered to do some really big things there. I mean, so I don't want to downplay it. You can, you, you're not going to get the real major gigs, which is why you want an agent. And when I say major, I mean like major, like things that can make you like wait there. <laughs> well, like you do it, you can do it full time from, you can do it full time from home, you know, but you'll get some really nice paying gigs on there. Yes. Yes. And, and there are some union gigs there. Yeah. But okay. the big work, like Yolanda said, comes from union, uh, residuals. You know, you're not going to get residuals from non-union. Uh, uh, okay. And so, so that's that's the big deal. And no one's going to be paying into your retirement and no one's going to be paying into your health care when you're dealing with uh, non-union. Uh -huh. But um, it's the wild, wild west. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is opportunities are out there. And... Um, whatever it is that uh, you feel good about uh, ethically, you know, mm -hmm. um, and you're not hurting anybody, um, you need to go out there and, and make a living. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. So any last words, you guys, we're going to wrap up here, but I, this has been great uh, content. Uh, Alex just said that as well. Thank you very much. He says wonderful content. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, too, I wanted speakers, and, and usually I do get out there, get known, because authors and speakers need to get out there, get known, but I wanted to bring you guys on because you two are really the only voiceover artists that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, wow. And, and I did not realize that the industry, because you guys are friends, I did not realize that it was so... Um, that you were so few in terms of people of color in the industry. I did not mm -hmm. realize that. Mm -hmm. And so for you guys to be like at the top of the game, doing Wayfair, doing all the stuff that you're doing, I'm just so proud of you guys. And mm -hmm. just really, you're you're doing it, and but you're sharing your your gift with other people and pulling them along as well. Mm -hmm. So like Sharon, she says she's looking for an agent. Do you have any recommendations? So I want you all to say how people can contact you directly because I know conversations you may have people that you want to do some coaching with. Or if you have a course, they can be a part of your membership. So kind of, Rodney, tell people how they can connect with you and you as well. Well, RodneySalsbury.com is my website. Um, RodTalks at AOL.com is my email. And um, well, they at the website. Are they, is your membership there? Is it still going? Yeah, yeah. The membership is, is there. You know, I'm not taking on folk right now. Um, but I, there will be a time that I'll I'll start getting back into it. But uh, yeah, you're you're able to sign up there. Okay. No doubt about it. Uh, and um, you know, I just yeah, like Yolanda talked about 
uh, VO Atlanta. I think that's coming up. Is that right? It is. Yeah. It's coming okay. up. It'll be in at the end of at the end of March, beginning of April. Everybody should go. come if you're interested. VO Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Look that up. You should come because you yeah. will find agents there. There will be agents actually there. Somebody yeah. asked, how can you find an agent? There will be plenty in-house. And there's also a magazine called VORG, V-O-R-G, Voiceover Research oh, I forgot Guide. About that. Yeah. And it's great. It has all of the people that produce demos in it. And you can just call all those people or, or email them or, or whatever, you know, and try to find someone to make your demo. Is that it? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Borg, it's a magazine. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they should also go to Sovas to the Society of Voice Arts. Isn't that what it is? S O V A S. Yeah, that's right. That's Joanne. Just Joanne Baker, right? Joanne like Baker. She's, She's the great. bomb. She's, She's awesome. Great. And, and they have a thing that they do every yes, year. Yes, they have too. a conference in the uh, yeah. in, in California. It's usually that's in California right. and New York, and they are the bomb. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if yeah. you reach out to me at yolandavo.com, yolanda at yolandavo.com, I have quick tips. I will send out a sheet of quick tips, and okay. you can just get your quick tips from me, and it'll include those things. It'll also include places that you can go. And a couple of the uh, conferences that are in the area that are kind of the big ones that come up. So if you just email me, Yolanda at YolandaVO.com, I will shoot you some quick tips. All right. That is, it's a lot. It's a whole industry. So thank you for waking us up to it, to telling us about it, to really getting us started. I see a lot of people over here in the comments and, and make sure that you all connect with them because we've been over time. Okay. So I promise, right. <laughs> I promise in the hour we're like at 52, 57, 50. Okay. Now we're at 53. So I just want to say thank you, you guys, because this has really been good. been very eye-opening. I wish you, wish you all much success and everything that you're doing. Uh, Rodney, you're not going to retire. You're going you're gonna to just keep doing this. You're just having too much fun. This is what you meant to do. So just, right. you know, just thank you all so much for just doing everything that you're doing. And Yolanda, thank you all so much. Yolanda is a graduate of my brand accelerator program. So, so she is doing the darn thing. So when people do go to her site, they have that opt-in gift that they can get. And then she'll tell you about a course that she's going to be releasing out soon, too. I am. Be good. So I am. I am releasing a course. I am releasing the voiceover course, Discover Voiceover. Look, she's getting on me. She's still still making me market myself, right? Get out there. Get out. Get out there. The course is so needed. So thank you all so much for joining me. Pam, thank you for having us. And it's Definitely. so nice to meet you, Yolanda. Nice to meet you too. And uh, I just want to tell everybody out there, I've got a spot on for uh, AFib right now, uh, Bristol Myers Squib, uh, that talks about people uh, with AFib. Uh, I'm an actor, you know, in the spot. Mm-hmm. So look for me there and also a McDonald's commercial. I'll probably uh, see that McDonald's commercial. I'm that demo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're, 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 they're all on national TV. So, you okay, know, you, okay. And I um, again, I, I had a great time. Thank you so much. All Thanks, right. everybody. We appreciate your comments as well. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much, Sharon. Hello. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll see you guys later. I'm Pam Perry, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PanPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PanPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.